What's going on, everyone? It is your temporary host, Sergeant Hannah Clifton, here with my co-host, Sergeant Katie Barger-Huff. We are here with another episode of the Lima Charlie podcast. We're here talking with members um, of the educational office, as well as some of our Indiana National Guard members who have used their educational benefits. Would you guys like to introduce yourself for us? Sure. I'm a Sergeant First Class Fordyce. I'm the Education and Incentives NCUIC. Sergeant Mark Clayton, school counselor on the civilian side in the Army National Guard. I'm Tech Sergeant Dranzoff from the Air National Guard. I'm um, an imagery analyst and a student. Wonderful. Thank you guys for joining us today. So can you tell us a little bit about the GI Bill and how it can help some of the members of the National Guard with their education? Sure. Um, the GI Bill is one of those education programs that as long as a soldier comes in on a six-year contract, they're eligible once they graduate AIT um, and have their MOS documents and everything else uploaded into, you know, IPERMs and everything else, we make them eligible inside the system. So with that, they have the 1606, right? So the 1606 is the one that the traditional soldiers are eligible for to use with the GI Bill. I think it's around... I think it's about $437, $439 a month right now. But they can use that towards just about anything they want to do, right? So they can use that in conjunction with federal tuition assistance now. It used to be you had to kind of choose. Um, and now that they're able to use that, it doesn't just have to be for college, though. Okay, so they can use that for any type of some things we're going to talk about here in a little bit. You know, credential certificates, um, lots of different places. And it doesn't just have to be schools here in the U.S. either. It can be we've had schools go to um, soldiers go to school in London using their GI Bill. Just different things. It's, it's one of those things you can use pretty much anywhere out there that accepts it, obviously. Um, but it is a, has a wide range of uses that's available for the soldiers as long as they maintain good standing in the National Guard. Okay. And does that just go to the tuition or can they use it for books? And So it, it depends on which one they're using. So the 1606, um, they're going to get that stipend. Uh, it's what, whatever, 400 and I think it's like 437 $439 a month right now, right? So the the post 9-11 is when you get into the tuition and you get into the, you get into the more uh, bang for the buck, depending on their rating, right? So depending on your qualifying periods of active service, depending your, determines your percentage you're going to get for towards, uh, you know, your 100% rate, right? So 36 months of active federal service maxes you out. So you would get up to 100% tuition. Up There's a cap for all of these things, right? So there's a cap for all this. So that stipend that for the GI Bill with the 1606 goes directly to the soldier. Any tuition funds goes directly to the school, okay? So mm -hmm. like, let's say I'm doing an online school, and I'm using my GI Bill, but my school is in a high BAH area. That's not how they do it. So there's a cap on your online schools at a flat rate. So that way people aren't trying to, you know, kind of pick a school that's going to get them a higher paycheck, mm -hmm. you know, based on their monthly stipend. So um, those things. But, yeah, some of that money goes to the student. Others goes uh, directly to the school. Anything tuition related goes directly to the school. Okay. And so for the post 9-11, um, you said it's based off of active duty time. Mm -hmm. So does like AIT and basic training, does that count as active duty time it, towards? It, it can once you get to a certain point, but initially no. So when you first come in, um, that time does count, but not until you hit, I believe, 24 months. Once you're over 24 months, that time can count towards your three years of AFS. Like a lot of people think ADOS count. Not all ADOS counts, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of people that come on just normal ADOS, that time does not count. 
So like, remember, everybody was on covert orders, okay? Covert orders counted because it was deemed that it was an emergency proclamation where those categories of orders and that funding code was authorized in that GI Bill. They they go by codes, right? So mm-hmm. Title 10 is a code. Title 32 typically is not unless it is like, let's say, AGR. Oh, excuse me, AGR or some of these other codes that are on there, mm-hmm. that time ended up counting for the soldiers, which was great because we had all those soldiers on those COVID orders, what now makes them post 9-11 eligible, which is a greater benefit. And it's also the one that can be transferred to a dependent or spouse. Okay. Wonderful. Um, could you explain the COOL program and how it can benefit the National Guard members in their career advancement? All right. So COOL, uh, it's... it's uh, for Air Force, they have Air Force Cool, Army Cool, Marine Cool, all these other, others. Basically, it is okay. a online program. Well, it's an online website that you go on there and you look at all these different credentials. Okay, so Army Cool, it's you get on there. There's around seventeen hundred and some right now. That's on there for like uh, truck driver, EMT, private pilot's license, um, senior HR. All these different credentials and certificates that can help you advance your civilian careers, but not necessarily give you a degree because that's the difference, right? So. The Army Cool program is more for all these different credentials and certificates and not degree-based. Um, everything else, you're using FTA. Well, with your FTA, it's one pot of money. So you have 16 credits, right? 16 credits or $4,000 a year to use towards credentials, certificates, and all these other things that are out there. Okay, so But it is using from the same pot. So like if Sergeant Clifton's going to school, right, she's mm-hmm. using FTA, but she also wants to go get a credential. It's pulling from the same pot of money. So you have to know where your money is coming from and manage that accordingly. So that's why we always try to talk to all these um, students slash soldiers that are coming in that wanting to do these multiple things because how do you how do you maximize your benefit to get where you want to go knowing that it could take you, let's say, four years to get your bachelor's degree? What can we do to help you right now, right? So if you have FTA, which is your 16 credits annually, starting 1 October to 30 September, Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, we'll talk about this in a little bit, the National Guard Supplemental Grant as well, but you want to get something that's going to benefit you right now. How can we do that? Well, you can do that using credentialing, right? So you mm-hmm. could potentially go out there and get a credential or a certificate that can maybe get you a part-time job or a better job right now to help you through college. If college is going to take you X amount of years and you know that, what can you do to better your situation? Maybe give you some more on-the-job experience right now to help you for when you graduate to maybe land that better job with experience as opposed to just having a degree in underwater basket weaving because we always use that in the military, right? (laughs) But if you can get a part-time job right now with a certificate to do underwater basket weaving and get that experience and now you have a degree, you're coming into that job interview with experience and a degree and that's probably going to help set you apart from some of those other people that apply, right? So the the cool program uh it's great it doesn't have to be like for the army specifically it doesn't have to be based on your mos okay so if i'm 11 bravo 88 mike 27 delta 42 alpha i don't have to choose a credential or certificate that's related to any of my mos's i can pretty much get on there and choose anyone i want i could go get crossfit certification on there if i wanted to i could go get anything that's out there that's on the uh, the 1700 that are out there as long as i go through the proper steps to request that funding and i had that funding available does that okay. kind of make sense and answer yeah. the yes, question? Yes, it does. So the Army Cool website, and then there's a separate process to go through and request the funding to pay for those things on Army Cool. Okay. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of people, when they think of education benefits, they're only thinking about college right. and going to a university, yep. you know, getting an undergrad. They're not really thinking there's a lot of people that um, 
might want to get into trades yep. or trade skills or get a certification, you know, that it doesn't require an undergrad. So that's there's a great, still a lot of benefits uh, to help those people as well. Great point. And we try to make sure we emphasize that when we go out and do these briefs is that like college is not for everyone, right? So mm -hmm. every time anyone hear education benefits or just benefits in general, they always, they always go, it's only for college. It's not, right? So you have 16, that's why I always say it like this, you have 16 credits a year or $4,000. So that $4,000 you can use for whatever you want. You know, like they can't keep truck drivers on the road right now. So you could get a CDL if you want to do that. Or, mm -hmm. you know, private pilot's license is huge right now for a lot of people because they want to try to get in doing that to get somewhere else maybe down the road. Um, all these HR certificates and credentials and EMT and all these different things that are out there, you can do that in the trades. Like you said, GI Bill, you can use some credentialing. You can do all these different trades and things that are out there for, you know, mechanics, uh, you know, all these different vehicle related things that are, there's, there's so many out there. I tried to look through this list and it's just, it's ridiculous. Like I said, 1700 mm -hmm. of them, but you're right. It doesn't have to be just for college because a lot of people can't or don't need to, but like what could set you apart at your current job? Like they walked into this job, they're already kind of, you know, have a decent job when they get out of high school, they landed it, but w what can get them to the next level? And maybe one of these manage, you know, manager positions uh, that uh, is out there, they could try to get one of these credentials or some type of, you know, leadership training through any of these programs that are out there to maybe set themselves apart from their peers that are at the same job to maybe get that promotion down the road, right? So mm -hmm. tons of opportunities that are out there. And that's the one thing, you know, we talk to a lot of soldiers. Once they get out, they're always calling to see, what benefits they have available now that they're out, right? Well, the only thing you have available once you're out is post 9-11 if you qualified for that, okay? Mm -hmm. The other things that are not specific to service in the Guard, there may be some other things that are out there, some grants or scholarships that are not for from us. But post 9-11 is all you're going to have. So maximize your benefits uh, for your FTA, your $4,000 a year for whatever you want. Because that six years, you could use, that's at $24,000. i am not a mathematician, but $24,000 for your first contract that you could use if you're not going to use it for college towards credentials, okay? So once you get out, you just waste, you just threw that money down the drain. Like, I know I didn't use it for the longest time until I started going back to college. So how much money did I waste and not utilize to set myself up for success upon retirement or whatever that I don't have an excuse except for I just didn't do it. So we try to make sure soldiers know that that money is out there because once you once you get out, it's not. So, um, with the cool program, mm -hmm. do you have to use, Do you have to go to an in-state no institution? No. Good question, though, because um, that is just specific for let's say the National Guard Supplemental Grant because it is a state fund. With your GI Bill and your cool programs, um, they're federal funds. So it's pretty much if they're on the Army Cool website, you can go no matter where they are. But it's up, obviously up to you if you're going to drive out to Montana to do Buffalo herding certificate, right? So whatever it is, if you're not right, if it's not in Indiana, like some of the CDL programs and some of these other ones, you're going to be obviously responsible to it. Like we had a guy that wanted to do, uh, I don't know if it's the right pronunciation for it, the Gemology Institute, but it was in California, right? So mm -hmm. obviously Indiana National Guard is not going to pay for him to go to California to do this, but he wanted to use his GI Bill and some other benefits out there. And he was able to use some, but not all of them because it was not set up through cool, but some of the other ones were, but he wanted to go to that specific program, right? So, um, you know, those are decisions the, the student slash soldier makes. And obviously if it's, like I said, we had an example, there was a soldier going to London using GI Bill. So as long as it's on that approved list and schools know if they take the GI Bill or anything else out there, um, then you can go. That's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so also, how can the National Guard, how can National Guard members use their ASVAB or their AFCT, not ACFT, right. um, scores, right. and what are the benefits of doing that? So it's not like we don't have enough acronyms, right? So we right. have the ASVAB when you come in, and then it's the AFCT, and now we have the ACFT because everything's mm -hmm. similar. Now people are getting confused. So mm -hmm. um, it, that one is about, we, you know, when you first come in, like how many people took the ASVAB to get out of class? Right. How many of us even remember like we we help administer this in our office. And I look at some of the questions sometimes and I took the ASVAB 20 over 23 years ago and I'm sitting there going and I'm glad I don't have to take this now. Um, yeah. If you come in and, you know, you qualify for that MOS and maybe you're happy, but, but then you become unhappy or you decide you want to do something else with your military career or you want to do, you know, become an officer or warrant, do something else. You have to go um, go off your qualifications. So, like, if you look at the line scores, each MOS has a line score requirement. If your line scores are not up to that standard or to become an officer, let's say 110 GT or above for some of these programs, you need to raise your line score. So how do you do that? So we have found over the years that, you know, with soldiers and everybody gets this way is sometimes you need to be held accountable to push yourself, right? So if you've got life going on and you've got all these different things going on, and you're trying to get out there and you're trying to improve your line scores, but you're just kind of looking at it as fed test for dummies or whatever that book is, right? Getting on mm -hmm. an app and downloading mm -hmm. those things. Um, people were coming in and not necessarily doing better or doing it as good as they needed to in order to get that, uh, that score they needed. So, you know, with Mr. Gadan and some of the other people and looking at some of the programs and things out there, we developed kind of a tutoring program that's that we are offering here in the state um, with people that work for the education office to help people improve their line scores. Okay. So, because once you come in and if you don't get what you need, it's six months that you have to wait to take it again, unless you go through, uh, there's a 40 hour course that you can take. Or if you go through our BCEP course, which is a five day course that we put on that is basically tutoring and all this other stuff. And I, did one of you go to it? I actually yep. went through that That's course right. and it worked out very well. Um, I think that I'm a fairly busy person, right. so studying over time is not my thing. Yep. And it was a week of, like, you just cram and you work really hard um, down at Atterbury. And I improved my score, I think, by 25 points. That's great. Um, so it was really great. Opened tons of doors for me. Um, and it was something that was kind of weighing on me because I was starting to feel limited in my military career. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, by improving my score, like I just saw tons of doors open. Um, so I was a little wary about the program initially, um, but it's taught in a in a way that it's it's not too overwhelming, which that's what I was really impressed with. It's a lot of information. Right. And you're looking at those test packets and you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can do this, especially the online mm -hmm random stuff that you can find your ASVAB practice tests. And so I was very impressed by the program. I really liked it a lot. And I recommend it to anyone who's trying to improve their score and open more doors. That's yeah. awesome. It, it's Great. been, it's been really successful. Um, again, we've, we found that, you know, we have, we have two tutors right now and I know we're working with um, 
you know, the state command team to get more people to help because right now we have, uh, you know, Chief Deininger who's up in the northern part of the state and we have Sergeant Muling that works here in Indy, but he handles kind of the southern part of the state for now. Um, but they're both great, right? So they both, they both try to cater to, you know, once they meet, um, you know, the soldier and they work with them, they try to see what helps that soldier specifically, okay? Everybody learns in different ways. Mm-hmm. Some people need a ruler to smack in the head to get things through to them. Or you got to kind of sit there and argue with them to get them to understand. But that's the best thing about our team and the way we have it set up is it's not just going by what's in a folder, right? We're not just giving you a folder and going, okay, here, you need to learn and you need to improve your ASVAB. So we're working Mm -hmm. with everybody to try to get it because our goal is to help the National Guard, you know, all the soldiers in the Indiana National Guard, you know, we want them to stay in, right? Retention. So how do we do that? If you're in a specific MOS and you're like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. Like not everybody's cut out to be 11 Bravo, 42, 27, whatever it is. If they want to change, they're going to get frustrated. And if they can't get that line score, some of them just give up, right? So yeah. if we can't do this to help them, what are we doing? You know, like I said, giving them the tools to succeed. Now we have all these people that have a 110 or above or whatever they needed in that other area. They can go become warrant officers. They can go become officers, you know, regular commission officers. They can go become different MOS, cyber, all these other things where we need people in these positions. That's the great thing about what we're doing and trying to get that program to expand because we have a lot of people in this tutoring program, like a lot. Like there's always people reaching out for more and we're always trying to, you know, meet those demands. But, you know, we've got people that may be out for a little while. Um, So we're trying to get other people to cover down so we we can continue Mm -hmm. to tutor these kids. So it's an Indiana program. So what, this one specifically is yes. Okay. There now there is there's a big there's another one that's out there that's it's there's a pet course that's offered. Uh, it's a little different than what we're doing, right? So it's not as structured. Ours is more lax, and we work directly with okay. everybody. We're trying to make this to where it's a a um, we would like it to be a course offered at RTI, right here in Indiana, if we can do that. Mm-hmm. But we're working through all that stuff. It's not something you can just do it's got to have funding behind it and you got to have all these different things for meals and lodging and all this other stuff so we're doing a great job working with these other programs that are out there to house people feed them and do these these different things to get people down at Atterbury for Mm -hmm. that course like what you were at um but we want to we want to we want to sustain it so we're, we're working through all that stuff to try to get it out there that's exciting. How long has it been running for? I think it's been over a year now okay so So, it's a relatively new program that okay Yep. It's pretty awesome. Yep, because yeah. we were able to bring people on, I think, at the end of last year um, on ADOS to help with this program um, because it was just, you know, trying to do it as an additional duty was just not was not possible. Right. Yeah. So and that's that, their full-time job. And that program is super great about being flexible with mm-hmm. people. They can schedule throughout the day, like any time that I think one of the tutors is available until 9 p.m., mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you can even do it like through video chat. So you don't have to be right in Indianapolis. If you're all the way up in Elkhart, you can still contact one of the tutors, which I thought was super impressive. That it's like accessible. Absolutely. That's really awesome. Even with Sergeant Muling, who's ADR in our office, we, we give the ultimate flexibility for if he's working with a soldier that has a different work schedule, we adjust his schedule based on all of that. So same with Chief Dininger. She's the one that's I love her. She's a workaholic, right? But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, they're both great and they're completely flexible. Like you said, virtual, in-person, wherever. He's met them at coffee shops, anywhere else. It doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. So, yeah, it's great. And Sergeant Clayton, have you, have you used the, um, have you used one of these programs? Yes, I did the tutoring program for the AFCT. Okay. To improve the GT uh, with Chief, with Miss D. 
and it was phenomenal. Um, it was really, 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 really good. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I may have taken advantage of it when it initially released. Oh, okay. I oh, saw wow. an email that came across that said, like, in-person tutoring. And I responded, like, sign me up. <laughs> uh, so I may have been one of the very first people to get into the program. And she she would tell me initially that we can do it online or in person. And then I told her, well, I live in Chicago. You know, <laughs> I don't know where you are, but I'm in Chicago. So it started off online. So we would meet online, uh, share the screen and go over. It was very interactive. So it wasn't just online and like watching the screen. It was an actual interactive type thing because she was able to share the screen and then I can kind of write on it. It was, it was different. It was really different, but it was very helpful. And then also if we needed to do in person, she would come to wherever I was. Wow. Uh, we made arrangements to meet at the library closest to my house. Um, wow. So we did that one time. And then when I, my unit, we were drilling at Atterbury. And she's like, hey, I'm going to be at Atterbury this weekend. If you want to meet up for tutoring, I'm like, can you call my commander, please? <laughs> she called him and he let me go um, to tutoring and with her instead of with the unit. So, so you were able to split train for that? Well, it wasn't really split train. It was, we're going to the range. You're going to tutoring. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. So I spent the day. Actually, I spent the whole weekend with her doing tutoring versus being with my unit at Atterbury. Okay. Uh, so, you know, it's really it's it's really great when your leadership buys into your success mm-hmm. and sees the value in you progressing. And I know we have this whole idea, not even just the idea, but the whole, you know, nobody's supposed to hold you back. But they could have easily said, mm, do that on your own time. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say good on your commander for valuing you enough to let you go do that and letting you break away. Because that is something, especially with the new people first policy. Well, I guess it's not new, but tax policy, people first. That's that's a perfect example of that. Very good example of people first. He knew I wanted to go to officer school and it was like, okay, by any means necessary, like, go do what you need to do. And I support you 100%. And um, so you also work in education. I do. We talked a little <laughs> bit about this before. So how how was it kind of taking, like, an, an Army educational course or, you know, taking, like, a, a, tutoring, a tutoring program with the military as an educator? I felt like one of my students. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I literally was like, okay, here I am with a whole master's degree, but yet I'm struggling to get past this old basic third grade math. <laughs> because when it was broken down and I looked at it, it really was like simple, basic math with just a few added words to just make it appear that it's complicated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's really not. And I really felt like the students and I'm like, oh my God, now I see why they struggle. <laughs> Because I'm struggling. But the way that Miss D had broke it down, it helped me to like, okay, I, I know more than I think I know. And that was the thing was, one, confidence. Mm-hmm. And not being 
afraid of word problems. And that's the thing. It's the word problems that get people more so than just the order of operation. Mm-hmm. And and what she taught me to do better at that is when you approach a word problem in math, you always know it's going to be one of four operations. It's either going to be adding, subtracting, multiplying, or dividing. And you just need to figure out which one it is. That's all they're asking you to do is one of four operations. And once you can look for the buzzword that determines whether we're dividing or multiplying or adding or subtracting, Mm -hmm. the rest of it is easy. And when I saw the examples and we went over it a little, you know, more and more, I realized basic math order of operation. And I tell my students that you, it's four operations. You either adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing, figure that out and the rest is history. (laughs) I love that. So it actually helped you in your career as well or do you feel like you can relate better to your students i, think I do that's pretty cool. because i went into the algebra one class one day and looked at a problem that they were struggling with and i said let me see if i can do this and i actually did it on the board so i didn't even do it on paper so i was like in real time working it out and i used the formula that i learned with miss d and wrote it on the board and was like there you go then i asked the teacher and looked at her and said is that the right answer And she said, yeah. And I said, I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Had that boost of confidence again. (laughs) Good. I can get up on this board and and look a fool in front of these kids. (laughs) Um, So I want to kind of go back to when we were talking about, um, like, when we're going to college. I don't know if it can be used for anything else. That's what I used it for. But could you talk about the National Guard uh, supplementary grant? Sure. um, And how it can assist with? Education right. expenses. So how many in here talked to a recruiter and they told them that they come join the guard and get 100% college paid for, right? Yep. All right. So we kind of <laughs> talked a little bit about earlier was the FTA. So the FTA gives you the 16 credits. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go full time, how is that 100%? not enough. Right. So mm-hmm. yep. uh, Indiana has a National Guard Supplemental Grant. The National Guard Supplemental Grant, now I'm going to speak just for Army right now. <laughs> Air Force is a little different, which is, we'll, we'll hit that too. It's for Air Force and the Army uh, here in Indiana. And that is, other than what, I think you were using the, uh, the FTA as well? I've used all of them. I'm currently just using Post 9. Okay. So when they first come in, that's all they have right now through the state is the National Guard Supplemental Grant for the Air Guard. Okay. For the mm-hmm. for us, uh, for the Army, uh, we have FTA and the um, National Guard Supplemental Grant. The National Guard Supplemental Grant is just that. It's a supplemental grant after using your federal tuition assistance, okay? But it is only able to be used at the state institutions. Now, there are things in motion to try to make some changes with the National Guard Supplemental Grant um, that will probably benefit some people that are going to other institutions, but we don't know all that yet. Um, those things take time to make the changes, but it is for fall and spring only, right? So you have to use your, again, for the Army, you have to use your FTA first, okay? Um, it has created some kind of issues with Army Ignited, with, with the previous mm-hmm. Army Ignited system. Yes. We worked through all that, and we're still kind of working through some of the stuff. But that National Guard Supplemental Grant is just for the college, right? So it is just for that, and it goes straight to the school. Um, it is done through a separate website because that's how most of these systems are, through Scholar Track, okay, mm-hmm. and the Commission for Higher Education. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different window uh, than everything else. So FAFSA is, what, March? ish time frame yes. mm-hmm. uh, uh ng national guard supplemental grant is in june okay 
um, and then you use it for, for the year, right? So you can only use it for fall and spring again. So that's why it's important when people come in um, for everybody, we talk to them about what funding stream is paying for what based on how many classes they're trying to take. So if you're looking at trying to take summer classes, you need to know that National Guard Supplemental Grant at res of right now is not going to pay for your summer classes. Okay, so right. how do you pay for that? So that's kind of how we advertise 100% free tuition for going to school in Indiana as long as you go to a state school. Because if you do that, then you have your FTA, you have your National Guard Supplemental Grant, and that rate is based on what the, the school charges. So each rate is kind of different. So let's okay. say if it's another 15 credits, then what the credits are, are what the actual cost is, is what the inst institution is charging. So it kind of varies from school to school. Um, it is also available to be used uh, at the master level. So it used to be just undergrad. Just saw that. Yep. That so was last year, right? It was last yeah. year, early last year, we got that change to where now like Sergeant Clifton, you don't have to wait until you have ALC complete mm -hmm. to go get your master's because you just finished your bachelor's and now you want to use your master's uh, or to get your master's. So that was great for us. And now FTA is the same way. So that is another thing that's kind of helped us give us some more money for NGSG. So we're constantly trying to make changes for NGSG to make it more open and available for everybody. But it is that additional grant for tuition that goes for, but it's only for state schools. Okay. Okay. Public. Public. Public, public and state right. schools. Public yeah. and state <laughs> schools. As of right now, yes. Okay. So what was your experience using the supplemental grant? So in the Air Force, we can use it um, right away as soon as you enlist. So that's what I did. Um, my first year, I sat in student flight for a year. Um, and went to college, so I used a supplemental grant for that. And um, I actually didn't know you guys had to use it with the federal TA. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but pretty much everything else is the same. And But we can also use it with the Montgomery GI Bill. So I know a lot of people that use it with that. Um, and being on Title X, they use the Montgomery and the supplemental grant to go to college. And um, I... So you can apply to use the T, um, the supplemental grant and um, post 9-11, but that you don't need to. There's no reason for it. Um, so I did that on accident, and then the VA office told me, oh, we're going to take the supplemental grant off. You don't need that. And I was like, okay. Um, but I did not know about the master's degree until, I think, yesterday when I was asking people <laughs> at my unit about it. And it's an additional two years on top of your four years with the supplement, like with your bachelor's, which I thought was really cool to be able to use later on. Yeah. And it, ju and it just covers a bachelor's the, and a master's, correct? Yes. At the undergraduate yeah. rate right now for the master's. So it pays at the undergraduate rate, um, which again, things we're trying to change down the road that take right. time. Um, but yeah, we're trying to change that. So, but I'm glad you brought that up because mm -hmm. there are a bunch of different things with the NGSG. So like, like, let's say, private Clifton comes in, you could utilize NGSG right upon a listing because you're not qualified to use FTA first. Right. But then once you come back and you're fully qualified, then you have to roll in and use FTA. Okay. So, and then NGSG after that. So, but yeah, the the Air Guard can use it because that's the only thing they're getting. They don't, they only get the mil TA if they're on, I think, Title 10. So we actually do have um, ANG Fed TA now, um, which I think came out this year. Okay. Um, I'm not sure when it came out. I have one airman that's using it currently. Um, but so we do have federal TA for when you're on Title 10 and then also um, non-federal TA for just traditionals. But we, you don't have to use your supplemental grant um, or you don't have to be on that in order to use a supplemental grant. Okay. Um, but something I do want to mention is that when you were applying for the FAFSA, when you joined the military, you were then um, 
considered an independent student, which a lot of people don't realize that. So when you you can mark independent, um, as long as you are filing independently from your parents on taxes, and oh, then wow. that makes it so you don't have to put their income on your FAFSA, mm-hmm. and then you are qualified for more scholarships and grants. So like I got the Pell Grant um, when I got back from tech school because I didn't realize that I could have done that my first year. So now I am an independent student and I've gotten the Pell Grant um, pretty much every semester. And it's a big, uh, you get that money back as a refund from your school. So that's just money that you get to pick or get to pocket. So um, I think a couple of semesters I ended up with like $5,000 from the Pell Grant. I I really wish I would have known that when I was, when I was (laughs) doing that, because that was the biggest kicker is I had to claim my parent or I thought I had to claim yeah. That I was my parents' income on my FAFSA. Yeah. So as long okay. as everybody, as long as they don't claim you as a dependent and you don't claim to be a dependent, mm-hmm. everybody's independent, then you can mark independent on your FAFSA and then you'll get a lot of grants and scholarships. Oh, wow. Well, miss that. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> yes. So other people don't have to make the same mistakes yes, yes. we have. Um, yeah. I used a supplemental grant too. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think there was only one semester that I had to use, that I had to go in the summer. Um, so I didn't get to use the supplemental grant, but my other, but at like the FTA, I, I still had some on my FTA. So I ended up pretty much going to call, uh, going to college and getting my undergrad for free. So mm-hmm. it really is important if you want to go to school to check out, um, what educational benefits you have and what you, um, can apply for. And mm-hmm. speaking of which, what is the application process for utilizing these benefits? <laughs> It's a little crazy. So, so, yeah. So each one has its own. Um, And that's why, like, we we strongly recommend when, um, you know, when we try to hit all the RSPs, get the information out. But when when the the soldiers come back from whether it's AIT or they just enlist, we strongly recommend that they reach out to us to make sure that they, you know, get them all filled out and submit Mm -hmm. everything. So that way there's no issues that running, you know, a lot of when they come back. They're up against the clock to try to get started and get all this stuff submitted. And sometimes their parents are doing it for them before they get back from AIT to start in this, you know, the fall mm-hmm. semester. So we always recommend that they go to the website, right, and hit the education consultation form and then get a hold of us. And we'll reach out to them to basically sit down with them either on the phone or, you know, in person to make sure all those things get filled out. Because GI Bill is one process through the VA.gov, okay? Mm-hmm. But you have to make sure certain things are updated in the system or you're going to get denied. If you get denied, you're going to get frustrated and you're going to be like, I don't know what to do. Our office can help with that stuff. So we want to make sure that all the soldiers understand what they need to apply or where they need to apply and with what and what needs to be done before they do that. So, you know, FTA is your first, right? But you have to have your FAFSA done if you're going to use National Guard Supplemental Grant. So there's a lot of things that are on there. So you got FAFSA. FTA is Army Ignited. Mm-hmm. Okay, you apply there. It's really easy now that they jumped into the Air Force system. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so now the site actually works and the soldiers can log in. Wait, you mean there was an army website that didn't work really right? well? Right, I know. <laughs> oh, surprising! Who I mean, would have thought of that? They bought the program on Amazon, but <laughs> so now that we're in that system, it works. Um, you know, with that, then you have the National Guard Supplemental Grant that you apply through ScholarTrack, which is why you have to have your FAFSA done when you're applying for state aid. So all mm. these things kind of go hand in hand. And then mm-hmm. if you apply for the, you know, you want the GI Bill, every we we talk to kids all the time, and they think everything's automatic when they come back from AIT. Like just because I signed up and I got these benefits, it's gonna start on its own. It's right. not hap- that's not how it happens. Like if you submit your VA.gov application and your MOS hasn't been awarded or your high school diploma is actually not in your IPERMS and it's not showing you're completed, you're not gonna show eligible for any of these benefits. So you're gonna get denied. 
And now your parents are going to start freaking out because you're getting denied and they think your recruiter lied. And it's just this whole whirlwind that we deal with all the time right before the semester starts. Mm -hmm. Nonstop, we're talking to parents, kids, everything else, trying to get this stuff done where we want them just to reach out to us in the first place. So we can sit down there and give them a checklist of what needs to happen in what order to make sure that they're fully prepared to start their educational journey. Because it is a lot, especially when you're talking to, you know, I started when I was 38 years old and it was still kind of whatever, but you know, mm-hmm. 18, 19, sometimes 17-year-old kids that are doing it and their parents on them to get this stuff done, there's going to be some stuff that gets dropped. And we have a little bit of wiggle room to get things fixed for them, but we need to know as soon as possible so we can make sure to get that done. So, yeah, they need to reach out to us to get it done, but they can go to the Army Ignited website, um, Scholar Track to apply for NGSG, VA.gov for GI Bill. But the best part, the best thing is just to reach out to us and we'll go back to them within usually 24 hours um, to set up a consultation between myself, Mr. Gadan, or anyone else on the team to make sure that they have everything they need in order to be successful for starting college. And where can they reach you at? Uh, On the uh, IN.gov website. So on the Indiana National Guard website underneath education and incentives, I have a quick link, so it goes straight to our webpage. But all our contact information is there, but at the top of our education page is a button that says Education Consultation. They can click that and fill out their information, and then it goes straight to our education distro, Um, and then one of us will respond. Mr. Gadane usually responds within minutes sometimes, Um, and then we'll set up an appointment for that soldier or their parents even, uh, usually within the week. Okay. We will be adding um, that form in the description, so check that out. If you're interested. <laughs> so um, to add to that, the Air Force does not use. Um, okay. Our, so for some of our things are different. So we do need to do the FAFSA um, and our GI Bill benefits are on the VA website. There's also a comparison tool to pick. Like if you don't know which one to use, you can use the comparison tool to see how much money you would get based on where you're at and like how many credits you're taking, um, stuff like that, which was really helpful for me when I was trying to decide which one to use. Um, and then for the NGSG, we do, um, do it on scholar track. And then, um, for TA, we use AFVAC, which I think is Air Force Virtual Education Center. Um, it's in the Air Force portal and everything you need on there. Okay. So that's the only difference. So we need to link up with the Air Force yeah. Education Office <laughs> and yes. that will also be in the description. Yes. If you... <laughs> need Air Force benefits. You're just adding on more to the description. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be long. <laughs> yeah. I've um, I've tried doing the benefits process uh, two years by myself and then two years with help. Mm-hmm. I still have loans from the two years I tried to do it myself. So <laughs> I think I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely a huge benefit to reach out. There are so many deadlines and things that you need at specific times. Um, along with signing up for classes and the demands that your college needs from right. you, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot yep. um, for someone to take on themselves. So, like reaching out to the education department, it's like having a team yep. instead mm-hmm. of all on one person. So yep. I I really loved that. Because if I remember correctly, I believe I talked to you because I always use you as an example of when we we talk to soldiers and find out there's there's always soldiers going to school paying out of pocket. Yeah, when, when they don't need to. I was so struggling. You're not the only one. Like every time we go talk to someone, there's always someone that's been like, "I've been paying out of pocket for two years." Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Right? You just mm-hmm. need to ask and get to the right person, which is our office, and we'll make sure that we can do. We have, like I said, wiggle room in certain areas, but we can make sure we'll fight for you with the institutions and all these other places to make sure that you get what you're entitled to get, as long as you're in good standing. Obviously, that's the mm-hmm. big thing, yes. right? 
Yeah. yeah that's to, very important. To <laughs> add to that, so if you are just doing like general education and you are worried about it transferring to your school, you can always do it at Ivy Tech. Um, so for Indiana, Ivy Tech transfers to all state schools and they um, have to take those credits. So like I took physics at Ivy Tech and they do match with, that's when I used um, Fed TA. Mm -hmm. um, they will match the tuition cost for that. So then it's covered 100%. But I've used Fed TA at Purdue and they don't match for whatever Fed TA is going to pay. So then I ended up having to pay out of pocket that semester for that because I um, didn't want to touch my supplemental grant. Um, and... There was more that I was going to add to it. Um, never mind. I can't remember. Well, I know that you've used a lot of the benefits, and mm -hmm. I, I think you have too, Soren Clayton. Do you two mind talking about those benefits, like which ones you've used and how that panned out for you too? Sure. Do you want to go first? Okay. So I, I've used uh, FTA, Federal Tuition Assistance, when I was doing a second master's program. So when I initially learned about FTA and how you can use it, because I already had a bachelor's degree and I already had a master's degree when I initially enlisted, um, I was told it can be used up to a master's level, right? So I was like, okay, fine, I'm gonna find another master's program to get into just for the mm -hmm. sake of saying I can use benefits and joined an ed leadership principal program through IU. And then I used FTA to be able to take a few classes through that program. And then when I did the COVID orders and learned that I was qualified for the post 9-11 GI Bill, mm -hmm. I put a pause on the principal program because I said, well, I need my PhD. And if this post 9-11 GI Bill is going to be paying for that, I'm going to utilize that because that's more valuable to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so then I started to use the GI, the post 9-11 GI bill to um, pay for my PhD and just completed that. And they do give a monthly housing stipend. But what I did learn when I did the comparison tool on the VA's website to look at what my school, because it's a private school, so I knew they had a cap okay. on what they would pay. And then I was looking at, okay, well, what is the monthly housing and this and that? So it was telling me that based on the percentage that I qualify for with the post 9-11, my housing stipend would be about $900 a month. Oh, wow. So I was like... $900 a month? Cool. Like, you know, that is <laughs> mm -hmm. phenomenal. An extra $900 a month. Mm -hmm. And then when they sent me my first payment, I said, excuse me, something's wrong. <laughs> I called the VA like, this is only $469. What happened to my 900 And they're like, oh, well, because you have your classes online, you only get half oh. of what that monthly housing stipend is okay which is what you were mentioning earlier about okay yes so the va they for um because i've used it for online and it's um 50 of like the nation's average housing cost so it ends up being about five four hundred five hundred dollars a month okay but okay. if you live in chicago that's, that's not going to go very that's far. not very far that gets yeah. you your groceries i think that maybe <laughs> yeah you know i just I, I was a little mad about not getting the $900, but I said, you know what? This is $469 more than what I had. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to make yeah. it work. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Amen. And my classes are online. They were online for the sake of, I'm like, well, the school is 
the um, campus is based in New Orleans, and I'm like, I'm not flying to New Orleans to go to class just to get $900. Like, we're not doing that. <laughs> so I thought it was very, it's still very beneficial at the end of the day. It's $469 that, like I said, that it's, that I don't have before, right? And then they're covering the cost, you know, part of the cost of the tuition. So to me, it's still a win-win. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used federal TA, yellow ribbon, post 9-11 GI Bill, supplemental grant. Um, I think that's everything that I've used. <laughs> so I started with a supplemental grant uh, my freshman year. That went pretty easily. Um, at the time, we didn't have scholar tracks, so you just filled out the form and turned it into the education office. Mm-hmm. been in school for uh, seven years. By the time I graduate, it will be nine. I've switched my degree four times. So I've, I've been through it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I went back to school, I wanted to – well, my freshman year, I was going to be a pilot – um, so when I went back to school, that's what I went into, and I used the post nine eleven for that. So they covered all flight fees, all tuition costs, every other cost that you can imagine the school adds on. So like at Purdue, you have polytechnic fee, you have the gym fee, you have mm-hmm. um, if you have on an online or po- in the polytechnic program, we have a differential fee for like a hundred dollars or something. They cover all that, and then you also get your housing stipend. The housing stipend I got um hundred percent. Um, of the post nine since I did um, my tech school and basic training were was about a year and then I had um, two years of active duty in Terre Haute so I hit the three-year mark Um, so my benefit is um, the equivalent of an e5 with dependents in my area that's how the post 9-11 payments are Um, so wherever you live E5, even if you're not in E5, you get the E5 dependent rate. Um, And then when I enlisted, I got a kicker. So I also got an extra $350, I think, for that each month. So now I'm getting about $1,800 a month um, for housing um, on top of them paying all of my college fees. And then when I was on orders, I used federal TA for that. Um, and I, one semester I went to Purdue, one semester I went to Ivy Tech, um, and it's pretty, since I knew what I, trying to apply for, uh, TA was difficult because there's a very small window to apply. It's like, you can only start 45 days beforehand. And then in, um, in Terre Haute, we are dealing with, um, Wright Pat as our education office, since we're really small guard base. Mm -hmm. So we were having to go through them and then they're like, oh, we don't really know what you need to do. (laughs) So it was a whole thing, Um, but it ended up working out. The biggest thing that I learned from federal TA is, and the supplemental grant, do not pay anything for your tuition if you have, if you know you've met all the deadlines. If you've met all the deadlines Mm -hmm. and like the Mm -hmm. guard is just taking a while to pay out to the school, don't pay it because if you pay mm-hmm. it, you're not going to get that money back. Right. Um, and you can, like, I've had holds on my accounts for registering for classes because it's the middle of the semester and nothing's been paid out yet. Um, if that happens, you can go to your VA office and they will help you. Um, and if you're using the post 9-11 or any GI Bill, really, um, they will, the VA office is there to help you mm-hmm. and they might be more help than 
um, your education office at your base. At least that's what I've mm-hmm. noticed because they have access to the system versus like our education office doesn't. They can really only help you with the supplemental grant or um, the federal TA. Yeah. And when I was going to school, I graduated from IPFW. Well, now it's PFW. I just dated myself on accident. Um they a lot of colleges and universities do have like a veterans Mm -hmm. you know a veterans office that's Mm -hmm. there you know they have people most of the time their prior service Mm -hmm. that have used some of these benefits and their job is to help um students slash soldiers slash airmen um get their benefits and so there may there also may be somebody at your university or college or whatever that can assist you. They were, they were helpful with me. And then so specifically for us, we just, you know, if it's for our benefits for, I know you, since you guys are going through right Pat and whatever they're doing for their FTA, but for ours with army ignited, we have full access. So schools no longer have the ability to get into army ignited. Like before (laughs) we can now. So we have, we have a a NGB rep that works on our team. She's a region for here. Sharma Wolf. Most of you have seen the emails from her. Um, And then I have an access to where I can get in there along with Mr. Gadan and uh, Mary, um, we can all get in there to kind of see if it gets to the finances part of it. That's when we send it to Sharma, who will send it up to her boss. But we can get in there and pretty much see basically if it's been paid and things like that. So a lot of times we are that, you know, the conduit to get to the the, the colleges because we have a great relationship with a lot of these colleges. Mm-hmm. But we want the soldiers to come to us unless it's VA, you know, uh, GI Bill specific. Because a lot of times, like I think Purdue, you're, you're going to Purdue mm-hmm. West Lafayette. Yes. Or Lafayette. Yes. We talk to, I think it's uh, Morgan and her team there at the Success Center at Purdue all the time. And they reach mm-hmm. out all the time, especially within GSG. And they're getting a lot. We went up and gave them some training on uh, Army Ignited and kind of how that works now. And so we've got a really good relationship and the ability to get in there and kind of see it now. Whereas mm-hmm. before in some of the other systems, we couldn't. But now we actually can. So it's great we're able to get in there and actually help them a little bit more and say, hey, this has been submitted. This is the PDF. The school is now doing this. They have to send it to be invoiced and because it's a new process now with a new system for us. You know, when we went from the old system, schools were in there doing all kinds of stuff, approving, sending things, and it's not that way anymore. So we just need, they just need to make sure they reach out so we can kind of be that middleman because we know mm-hmm. if you're 18, 19, 20, whatever age you are and you're going to school and you're talking to your school, they're dealing with how many thousands of people. Right. They feel like they're not getting the traction where if we calling, we're calling or we're reaching out to the commission to call on that soldier's behalf, we get a little bit more traction at our level as opposed to a soldier feeling like they're not getting what you know they need to because you could be talking to a kid that's a college student as well that doesn't really know who they're supposed to go talk to. Right. right. So those people rotate. We It happens all the time. Well, my advisor told me this. OK, you need to talk to the person that's doing the GI Bill certification. So mm-hmm. who are you talking to? They never actually make it to that person. Right. So right. we we can help. We can help with that. And awesome. a lot of people, a lot of people at college, um, they're not used to dealing with um, like veterans. Mm-hmm. So right. if you call and are like, hey, I need help with my tuition, they'll be like, OK, and they'll send you to the bursar. Or they're right. like, hey, I need help registering for classes. They're going to send you to the registrar, even mm-hmm. though those people are like, oh, well, you have an, a hold on your account. And like, you just have to wait. And then you're going to miss out on classes. So definitely going yeah. to the VA office because they can mm-hmm. put in um, like an override for the holds or any issue that you have. They can they'll advocate for you mm-hmm. um, if you need it. Um, I've definitely had that issue where I've had holds on things and they've had to like go in and like call the bursar, call the registrar and be like, hey, we need this removed so then they can register. And I've actually worked with people. um, They went to Vincent's and every year when they used their supplemental grant, it didn't get paid out on time. And the dean, they had to call the dean of students and the dean of students had to write a letter 
on their behalf to the registrar um, so they didn't get kicked out, or the bursar, so they didn't get kicked out of their classes um, every semester, and they were there for, like, I think four years. Wow. Yeah. And I don't have any more questions. Um, Do you have any more? Uh, no, I, I think I'm all good. I'm, I'm all educationed out. <laughs> <laughs> but before we close out, I think it'd be valuable to some of our listeners if you guys could each say like what you're in school for or the degrees that you've earned, um, where you've earned them from. Probably should have done that at the beginning, but I still think it's valuable. <laughs> all right. So currently I have an associate's degree that I just recently completed and I am completing and the completing in the process of completing my bachelor's six classes left in uh, business and human resource management so i currently just defended my dissertation last week so uh, this is for my doctoral phd degree in counselor education and supervision and i will now that i'm so schooled out i'm going to take advantage of that fta and finish that principal program <laughs> Since the money's still there. Yeah, you can't get enough of it. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yes. Um, so, I'm getting a bachelor's in organizational leadership with a minor in HR and an additional minor in um, design and innovation through Purdue. And then I also have my, um, I think it's called intelligence studies through um, the Community College of the Air Force. And I got that also for free through all the education benefits. Very awesome. Well, yeah. thank you guys so much for coming in. And chatting with us is there anything else that you feel like viewers should know just make sure to reach out with all your questions yes right. take also, advantage of the tutoring yeah mm -hmm. we air force doesn't have that that's really cool um i think we should do something like that my biggest thing is ask somebody that's used the benefit if you're having trouble mm -hmm. um that's actually how i learned a lot about the gi bill um because nobody that i knew used the post 9-11 except for one person and all the information i was getting from like online resources was wrong um but she's like no you can use it in the summer you can use it um with like other benefits and i wouldn't have known that if i hadn't talked to her mm -hmm. and then you also have to know who to ask and the right questions to ask because if you ask the wrong questions or don't know what to ask then going is not going to be helpful so mm -hmm. i would say find somebody that's used the benefits and then have them help you navigate the system yeah yeah and, and check out the websites Check out the app. Yes. Um, and then I think we have the education branch on the text platform as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that yes. would be yep. something very beneficial if people want to know about those deadlines or any new things popping up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's daunting sometimes to try to get all these resources taken care of, but it's so important. And they're there for you. Use them. Mm -hmm. But thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciated having you here. And uh, it's Lima Charlie out. Oh,